coming to you live from Race City, USA. It's Blind Spotting, a NASCAR podcast from a fresh, personal, and blue collar take. Race reviews, race previews, the latest news, and more. And now, your hosts, Michael Colbert, Andrew Coates, and Travis Sherrill. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Blind Spotting, uh, episode 88, as it were, and uh, a number of drivers drove the number 88 through the years, Dale Jarrett, Dale Earnhardt Jr., uh, and others among them. As always, my name is Travis Sherrill. Michael Colbreth is with me here in the Cottle Creek Compound tonight, and joining us from uh, the beach is uh, our other esteemed co-host, Andrew Coates. Gentlemen, how are we on this Wednesday evening? Oh, we're good. We're good. Well, I'm sure you're so, great, yeah. Yeah, yeah and where, are you, where are you again? Topsail? Topsail Island, yeah. Top, okay. North Topsail Beach. <clears throat> that's in North so you Carolina? Talked North Kakalaki, that's mm-hmm. right. Yeah, between about uh, 15 miles south of Camp Lejeune. How, how are those beaches, and uh, how is that compared to other coastal areas you've, you've, you've been the water the sand is actually much whiter than i expected so it means that the water actually looks pretty blue it's pretty clear i mean um a lot of people thought we were in florida if you didn't look at the location you know when my wife pushed, put it on social media so it's really nice uh not too crowded um it's a lot like the other north carolina beaches though you know kind of a barrier island with limited access and um it's it's nice it's it's been good we've had a good time pretty good weather it's rained every day but that's what you get in july so and uh you guys had a little excitement your first day there a uh a tornado warning it did yeah we did had a tornado warning <laughs> and uh went all down to the basement which there is no basement in here <laughs> right but you go down to the first floor and uh it was in some excitement but uh nothing no harm no foul uh, i don't know that it ever actually touched down but yeah it was a uh, Pretty heavy rainstorm, though. We, I think we got a couple inches of rain in just a few hours. So a lot of people in the Northeast, I think New York City got like seven inches of rain yeah, over the weekend. So. Vermont's getting hammered or has yeah. gotten hammered. Uh, so you ha- <clears throat> had some interesting uh, numerology on the yeah, number 88. So number 88. So so uh, you anybody want to guess the most, the driver who's had the most wins with the number 88 in NASCAR history? Tito, Tito Johnson. I would guess Dale Jarrett. <laughs> Tito Johnson. I don't even know who that is. Michael, do you know? Any idea? Anybody uh, besides Dale Jarrett? Alex Bowman. Alex Bowman has uh, two wins because he's now in the... 48. 48. Uh-huh. So he only had two wins in the 88. But he did have 118 starts. Uh Dale Jarrett does have the most with 28 wins hmm. in 380 starts. Second in terms of wins is Daryl Waltrip with 26 wins mm-hmm. and only 160 starts. I mean, he won one out of every seven starts in that thing. What was that, the Gatorade car? Uh-huh. That was yeah. the Gatorade car. That's pretty awesome. The only, the only other guys to win in the 88 were Dale Jr. with nine hmm. and Buck Baker with three. Now, you may not remember this, but there is another former Hendrick driver that drove eight races in the number 88. Do you remember who that is? I don't. Jeff Gordon. It was Jeff Gordon. 
He didn't, oh, and, I, I, and I'm sorry, I missed Bobby Allison with eight wins in yeah. 31 starts. Yep, he didn't. Yep. He didn't win in the '88, but he uh, he and Alex Bowman before Alex was hired full time uh, split uh, back in I believe it was 2016 when Junior was having his concussion problems. That's right. Mm-hmm. And the mm-hmm. I remember that. Yeah, the '88 has not won since 2020 because I don't even think there's one on track. Right? There's not right now. No. Mm-mm. Yeah. So anyway, that's pretty so interesting. It's a pretty successful number, though. Pretty successful number. Uh, it's led it's led over 20,000, 25,000 laps uh, in the Cup Series. So that's a lot. Uh, so <clears throat> we kind of hinted at this a couple of weeks or maybe a month ago. But uh, the news is out and Anheuser-Busch is going to track house racing and is going to sponsor one Ross Chastain. Oh, I like and they what didn't you did there. One Ross Chastain. <laughs> did they, they didn't say how long, right, Travis? Multi-year like, deal. Race, right, uh, just multi-year, but they didn't say how many races. I, or, yeah, I didn't I didn't see that. Was it Budweiser guess, I mean, and is, Bush? Budweiser yeah. and Bush both? Yeah, so they, they're leaving SHR, uh, going to Trackhouse, and... Um, but they didn't run the Budweiser sponsorship on Harvick. I think it was just Bush Light. Yeah, it was just it? Bush, yeah. Mm-hmm. Bush and Bush Light. And yep. they only probably, because he has Jimmy John's, a lot of other sponsors, probably, what's it, 12 to 16 races, yeah, probably? So, something like that. And I would. And venture, then there'll be an associate sponsor the rest of the time. Yeah, and I would venture to say that Chastain's other sponsors would fill in the gap. I don't think it's like a full season sponsorship. Right. Um, we haven't heard any difference about Moose or... You know, any of those other ones. Mm-mm. So, nope. yeah, interesting. Um, some other news, Corolla Joy expected to sign a multi-year, con- multi-year contract expen- extension with Spire. That surprises uh, me, guys. Uh, you know, he was rumored to go to some pretty big-name teams because, you know, frankly, they've got some openings. And, you know... You'd I, think SHR would take a shot on him. Well, they they were one of the teams that I, that I had heard rumors about but uh according to to what i've read you know they're making some pretty significant uh investments in that team and possibly another high ranking high money investor coming on board that operation they they run chevy yes i wonder if they go to ford since because they also have the xfinity program that's a possibility, um, but uh, I'm just trying to think. Like, maybe they go to Dodge if Dodge comes in, but what I, or Toyota. But I'm thinking, at some point, you got to jump off the ship of being a team. You know, the seventh team Chevy team, right? You do, but if you look, uh, Corey LaJoy, and I don't have the official stat in front of me. I can't remember, but it's he has um, improved his average finishing position this year by like seven or eight positions, which is pretty yeah. significant. Hmm. Well, that's good. Considering And he's whipped his teammate every yes. week. Yes. So I don't, I don't understand how Todd Dillon still has a cup ride. It's it's gonna be interesting to to continue to watch that team evolve and see how much they improve year to year. Kinda I I feel like they're kind of on the same trajectory as maybe a furniture row. Um, you know, they came in in their first three or four years, they struggled. And then, you know, eventually they got with Toyota and ran that all the way to a championship. 
Yeah. So we'll see. It'll be interesting. So uh, some other dribs and drabs, um, but let's jump into the the Hall of Fame nominees. Um, I'm going to kind of work this backwards. So the Landmark Award nominees given every year, there's five of those. Um, You can see who those are, but we probably expect Lisa Franz Kennedy to get that um, as someone who's been (laughs) part of NASCAR forever. And that's been Kennedy's mother, correct? Yes, yeah. Um, Pioneer ballot, there'll be one person selected from these five. Donnie Allison, Sam Ard, A.J. Foyt, Banjo Matthews, or Ralph Moody. Um, what do you guys think on that? I, I have an opinion on who I think should get that. Um, but what do you guys think? So, so it depends. I think if the majority of the voting panel is of the younger demographic. And I know that I know that they've got a good mix on that panel, but I think if the vast majority is of the younger demographic, I'm going to say Donnie Allison. Um, I personally would probably go Banjo Matthews. Mm-hmm. Um, Banjo's a, a... I mean, I would venture to say... If it weren't for Banjo Matthews, NASCAR wouldn't be where it is today in terms of the cars and the technology. Would you? I'd say I'm, the Pioneer Ballot, the Pioneer Award, that goes to someone who's yeah. pioneered things in the sport. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I, Ralph Moody, man, part of that home and Moody combo. I, yeah. right. I think that's 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 what I, because isn't the other one already in there? Is Holman in there? Holman, I think, is. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that would make the most sense to me. I mean, they, they put a lot of engines together over the years, and yeah. a lot of lot of wins due to engines and things that came out of that out of that collaboration. That that's who I think will probably get it. I don't think AJ Foyt. When I, I still don't think so, AJ Foyt is a NASCAR racer. To me, AJ and Donnie don't. Uh, to me, AJ and Foyt, uh, and Donnie have ten or less wins and no championships. I don't I don't care if you win a Daytona five hundred or not. I mean, you know, uh, Trevor Bain has a Daytona five hundred. I mean, so. Um, I, I want to say Sam Ard because I think he gets overlooked in a lot of these discussions. I mean, he didn't race that long in, in the Xfinity series, but he was dominant in the early days of that. And yeah, that was, that was also a time when the Xfinity series was something for Daryl Walter, Bobby Allison and Dale Earnhardt to do on Saturdays. And so a guy who won a lot of races and won a tight two titles in a row, uh, but I do agree. It's probably going to go to one of the two constructors and, and maybe it should. Um, let's jump into the drivers because I think this is very interesting. So here's who we got. We got Neil Bonnet, who um, won 18 times, no title. I think he won a few Xfinity races. Tim Brewer won two Cup Series uh, titles as a crew chief. Jeff Burton, who is the mayor of the garage, he's broadcast for, what, seven years now? Mm-hmm. Uh, won 21 times. And we've talked about that 20 being kind of a magic number. Uh, he also had lower series wins. You got Carl Edwards, who's won a Xfinity title and 28 Cup Series races. I do think he's a shoe in, but it, but there's a couple of guys that I think are going to get in ahead of him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Harry Gant, we've talked about 18. Harry Hyde, uh, key crew chief. I mean, basically uh, Robert Duvall's character from Days of Thunder. Larry Phillips. First five-time NASCAR Weekly Series champion, Ricky Rudd, who has 23 cup wins. But I think the two, in my opinion, that are going to go in 
and and probably should are Jimmy and Chad. Uh, yeah, makes sense. To put I, them I don't, together. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, I don't yeah. know how you don't put both of those. I mean, I, I just real quick. I think Carl Edwards will get in next year unless there. I don't know that there's another heavy hitter. I think he's a shoe in. I think Jeff Burton is also a shoe in. Then it gets difficult. I mean, Ricky Rudd probably will eventually get in, but I think the Neil Bonnets and Harry Gantz, it's going to get pretty difficult from here on out. But uh, Travis, Michael, what else do you you guys think about that? Uh, Those are the two I think that will get in. Yeah, Yeah. I would be shocked if it's not. Um, Now, I, I do think, and I'm probably in the minority in this, but I do think that we need to make sure that some of our, I'll call them elder statesmen in the sport that laid the path for the guys that are having success now. I think it's important that we get those guys in while they're alive and while they can still appreciate it. But I, yeah. I, I do think that uh, Jimmy and Chad will go in. And, and, and if they're going to go in, which they will at some point, they need to go in together. And I think this is the year. I just don't know how you take. How do you? How is Jimmy Johnson not a first ball? Not go in first ball at Hall of Fame, and how do you not yeah. put in the guy that did it with him? I, I, you know, Jeff yeah. Hammond's in the Hall of Fame. Ray Everham's in the Hall of Fame. Hammond's uh, not in there yet. He oh, should be. Yeah, he probably should. He be. should be. But my point being, I just don't know how you don't put those two guys in. And I think next year you probably got Edwards and Burton. Um, yeah. You know, so I do think. I mean, I know Neil Bonnet won 23 races, and I know Handsome Harry won 18. I, I just don't know if that's going to be enough, guys. I'm afraid they're going to end up being – How long? 10, 10 years, 15 years? It's not a limit. And they go, no, and then they – but they after a certain amount of time, they – does the pioneer ballot become like in baseball after 25 years you roll onto that, or is it only a certain – I think it's a certain time, time. period, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's like – so – before NASCAR's modern era right now? Because if you look at that ballot, if you look well, at Well, Sam Ard was 83, 84, oh, that's, though. That's true. But it was the beginning of Xfinity Series. But you could see somebody like um, Mike Skinner getting in on a Pioneer ballot for the Truck Series. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Because that yeah. was when the Truck Series I think, started. But I think that would still be considered modern era, but I don't know. Well, I think... Well, I think this is where it gets fun, right? Because... That's why they drop the number, and yep. that's why they, you know, you've gotten all of the no questioners in. Yep. But if you think about in the next five to seven years, who's going into the Hall of Fame? You know, I mean, maybe Kyle Busch hasn't quite retired, but you probably got Denny Hamlin. You probably got Martin Truex, right? You definitely have Kevin. I mean, in terms of retirement, you mm-hmm. definitely will have Kevin Harvick. Yeah. And it's like, all right, that's if they all retired, like if Truex and Hamlin hung it up this year, one of those guys ain't getting in nope. <laughs> the first year. Yeah. And they should. Do you know what I'm saying? So this is where it starts to get fun, where you've got limited space. Um, and I And I have a hard time believing – as much as I love a Harry Gant and how much he was important to my childhood, not even childhood, but my adolescence and high school years of watching those, you know, Mr. September and all that kind of stuff, I don't think like if you put him up against a lot of the guys that are either recently retired, like I can't see him getting in over Jeff Burton or Ricky Rudd or Carl Edwards, do you? No, not when he, not when those guys have more wins. 
That's what I mean. And even so, so they, Bonnet and Gant both have 18. And I, I'm sorry to say, I think that's just not enough. I, I don't know that those guys are going to get in unless there's a low year or they come up with some type of, um, not pioneer, but a change pioneer to be like, um, whatever it is in baseball. Remember what it's called in baseball, Michael? The new air or the, uh, veterans committee. Veterans uh, committee. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So I agree. Anyway, that's exciting. And, and we'll find out who's getting in on August 2nd. So, and then they'll have the a ceremony, what, in February again? I believe it'll like be late January sometime in February, but I think probably late January. Got it. So let's do race reviews. Uh, we had Mid-Ohio with the trucks and then Atlanta for Xfinity and, and Cup. And uh, I tell you what, boys, I know the rain has caused havoc at Chicago and it caused havoc at Mid-Ohio. But daggum, I love the rain tires, and it sure is fun to watch the team strategize on when to go to dries and all that kind of stuff. Corey Heim won the truck race. I don't think that anybody can really dispute. He probably had the best truck there. Zane Smith drove from the back to finish second. Uh, Thor Sport um, won the first two stages with Rhodes and Majeski, but uh, they got into a wreck and... Uh, Heim kind of drove off to the sun, uh, sunset. Um, I, I didn't get to see it as well as I'd like. We were we were en route uh, to here, but I thought it was an, an interesting race after you kind of got through the mess of the first few laps. Um, but Mid-Ohio is a, an interesting track. There's some good passing zones, and um, I thought it was a compelling race. Uh, any thoughts, you guys? Ten cautions for 23 laps. Uh I mean, yeah, and we'll we'll get into this in our segment segment, but um, the truck boys uh, they struggle on road courses, and when you put well, when you put rain in the mix, <laughs> and it's also hard where you don't have runoff. I think what got Mid Ohio is they have a lot of kitty litter traps because yep. that's not a a lot of those cars that they run there, whether it's Indy or the sports cars, they're not thirty four hundred pounds and. Those runoff areas do a great job, but once you're in them, you're stuck. And a lot of those young kids don't know. I mean, there was a couple of guys that drove into it. Yeah. You know, and it was like, what are you doing? But yeah. I hear what you're saying, but I think that's part of it is it can't just be a local yellow or it's not a quick fix because they got to bring the wrecker all the way over there and get them out of the muck. You just you just hit on what I what I was gonna say. I wish that and and I don't have a solution to this. I don't think there is one. But I do wish that they could come up with a solution where you could have a local yellow to get somebody out of the gravel trap. Yeah. Um, because that just pro... I mean, that race was almost four hours. Yeah, and, and you know, I was thinking about that too, whereas like, well, you could pave that area. Or you could put just grass in and then put a ton of tire barriers but I'm assuming that's either cost prohibitive or the teams don't like it because it destroys equipment. I mean, the nice thing about the kitty litter is it it stops the race, but you really haven't damaged anything, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and mm-hmm. it definitely slows the cars down. I mean, if it had been wet grass, those guys would have hit the tires at two hundred, you know, one hundred and twenty five miles an hour. So I do understand the safety aspect of it, but you're right. It's 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 frustrating to have three laps and then somebody gets shoved wide and puts their left sides into the kitty litter and we're done, you know? Yep. 
So, um, well, let's move on to Xfinity. Uh, I have to say, guys, and maybe it's just because I'm not the biggest fan of his, but I felt so let down after watching John Hunter win that race, and probably the rest of the fans did too, unless they were a fan of the 20. Um, he just didn't run well. He was loose. He was kind of bumping into guys. Uh, the colleague drivers were kind of doing, I mean, just, I wouldn't say dominating, but all running up front. There was a point where they were in a pack of three, just the three of them. Uh, you had big wrecks, late spin from the points leader, and then colleagues all set up to win the race, green-white checker, and they just pooped the bed. Yep. And here comes the 20 and wins a race he had no business winning. Now, he should have finished top five probably or maybe top ten. But I don't know. I just felt like it was – unless you were a fan of Nemechek, you were kind of like left wanting more about that finish. But uh, otherwise, I thought it was a compelling race. It's always exciting. It's old school school drafting now. Uh, It's a lot more fun. What did you all think? Austin Hill had a dominant car and, you know, had – some problems um he could pass anybody but the college boys yep and he could pass them on 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 his own he didn't need help yeah and it was the old school dale jr move Mm -hmm. you know and he was describing it where you you know you draft up on a guy you'd you'd make sure you could get around him and then you clear one at a time you just march your way to the front uh it was a lot of fun a lot of fun to watch yeah and i thought that the the changing of the pit road speed i thought that worked Yes. I thought that worked well. Um, I well, remember last time, just to reorient folks, yep. they moved, because of the restrictor plate nature of this, getting onto, the, onto pit road at the exit of turn four was just not feasible anymore. So they backed it up to off the backstretch in turn three. And for both Xfinity and Cup, it was 45 miles an hour, Travis? Last year, yes. This year so it was the, 90. The problem with that is you're going all the way to th- through turns three and four. So if you... If you wanted to gamble on fuel or you wanted to gamble on tires or you had a tire go down, you went two laps down under green flag laps, which is ridiculous on a one and a half mile track. So NASCAR did the right thing and they said, look, we're going to still make you enter at turn three, but we'll let you go 90 to the normal pit road speed and then you got to go 45. And I agree. I thought it worked. It worked great Mm -hmm. um, because you didn't you didn't. If you had something go wrong and you were on the lead lap in the in the main pack, you weren't going to lose two laps and then no longer be eligible for the free pass. Um, so I thought that went well. Yeah. Um, any other thoughts on Xfinity? Then I don't. I didn't get didn't get to watch it, so that's why I'm not adding a whole lot to <laughs> on the on the road. Well, on the cup thing, side. So. Uh, there was only about two thirds of the race to watch because once again it was shortened by rain. Rain, and I think. Uh, hold on, uh, Andrew. One, I, I yeah. think you could say the same thing about the Cup race that you said about Xfinity. I mean, William Byron is a likable guy. He wasn't up there all day, but he exactly he wasn't up there all day. And I mean, I don't know. He he was in the right place at the right time. That's what happens on these cautions, you know. I mean, I don't. I'm not sure. Yeah, he How stayed out. McDowell stayed out. Yeah. That's and, one of the most frustrating and, things for me when you've got a guy that's clearly the class of the field and then there's just some stupid-ass caution with five to go and well, anything can what, happen. I'm, I'm not saying... This, I'm, this one I, wasn't. I'm yeah. not saying that, but those are frustrating and, things for me when, when I watch. Well, um, they all stayed out knowing the rain was coming and yeah. it came. I mean, you know, and if you were a Byron fan, they played it great. If you were McDowell who's running on fumes and needed a good points day... 
you know, um, it worked out great. If they run two more laps, those guys would have had to pit and be in the back. The one, um, the one I felt the 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 worst for, and I would have had to eat a lot of crow. Brad K was Brad Keselowski. Yep, he had a great car. He had a fantastic. Had a car. And you know who didn't have a good car? Uh, the one and the nine sucked. Yes. Oh, they were both terrible. Mm-hmm. Terrible. Hmm. Let uh, me never even came close to challenging. I think I think Chastain ran in the back of the top ten for a few laps, but I mean just never challenged either one of those guys. Uh I hate to say it, boys, but uh I don't think the nine's gonna make the playoffs. No. He'll win. He'll win some. No, he won't. I don't think I, so. The only thing I think he has a chance of winning is the Glenn. Yeah. He's he's pretty good there. Why do you think he won't win anywhere else? I mean, other Hendrick drivers are winning. They're they not, they they're, just haven't run well. They're he not just, executing. I don't know where his head is. I don't know where his head is. I mean, Larson ended up gymnast. up front. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> I mean, maybe. But, you know, Bowman hasn't won that particularly well either since coming back. I mean, he, he hasn't won. I mean, he's run okay. But, he. I mean, Elliott's just not in the top five. I don't think he has adapted to this car very well. I mean, he hasn't been even close on road courses in the new car, he, you know, he just, um, I don't know. I, I'm not sure. And but, um, I don't think I'm going to, this is bold, but I'm going to say it anyway. I, it would not shock me if William Byron is the only Hendrick car in the final four. Oh, I wouldn't so surprise let, me either. In the final so four in the playoffs. Let's, let's say, no, in the final say, four. Let's get into our segment segment. So that, yeah. we'll make that number one. William Byron's got four victories, the most of anybody, even though he backed into one. You're going to have those. <laughs> you you put yourself in position to win, right? Yep. Uh, is he the championship favorite? Uh, do you think so? I mean, I think a lot of people might point to Bush or they might point to – to Larson, they might point to Truex, and depending upon what point of the season you're looking, I think you could probably justify some of that. But what do folks think about Byron uh, as the favorite, and and or Travis's conjecture that he'll be the only Hendrick driver in the final final four? I guess stats would suggest that he's would be a favorite. Up, you mentioned who I think will probably end up getting, and that's Truex. I think he's got. I think he's been revitalized. I think he's uh, having a great season, and that's who I think will probably get it done in the end. When it comes down to it, um, I, you know, have we have we really seen that? Um, I've got to go out and drive hard and 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 do this today from William Byron. He kind of just kind of, I, I guess maybe. Uh, I guess when the chips He's are down, definitely we'll, we'll see. Not, I, I, I don't know. I'm not sold on him quite yet. You know, he doesn't have that killer instinct, I think he is does, what you're saying. That's what I'm trying to say. And Truex has it. Bush has it. Those, If, if it comes down, there's a final four. Uh, you know, I, I, I'll show me something, William Byron. Show me something. I, I, I like the kid. I hope he does get a title at some point. I just don't know if this is going to – I think there's some older, hungry guys in there. I think if Harvick hasn't won, he's still going to be trying to get a win before he walks away. So I think yep. there's a lot of chaos and, and mayhem that we're going to see in the playoffs. So I'm excited to see the playoffs this year. And I don't know if By- – I think Byron will make it through halfway, you know, say to the final eight. I don't know if he'll make it to the final four. So we got 11 winners so far. Byron, Bush, Truex, and Larson have multiples, and then you got Chastain, Hamlin, Bell, Blaney, Logano, Reddick, Stenhouse. So let's just assume that anybody without a win, we're just not going to call a favorite. 
Of of those four, who would you put ahead of William Byron as a championship favorite? Michael, you said Truex. Yep. Who else? None of them for me. I just, I don't think. Yeah, that's tough, man. I, I mean, don't I, think. Kyle Busch has got three wins, but you don't feel like he's dominant, you know? But if you look at Kyle, like, there's a clear weakness there, and it's it's on the flat tracks. And when we go to Phoenix, Phoenix. what is Phoenix? It is a flat, yeah. short track. But he's got he's got the most top tens of anybody this year. Yeah. That's crazy. I, you know, I, 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 I don't know. I'd have to say. I'd have to say right now the winner comes from the guys of multiple wins. I know that seems like taking the easy way out, but it would not surprise me to see Byron Bush, Truex, and Larson your final four. To um, me, I don't know. Larson, I, something's wrong there. And I don't know. <laughs> Last time you said that he went out and won. So. Well, I get it. But he's got how many DNFs this year? Like five? Yeah, that's not uh, all he's doing, though. That's that's some other stuff that's going on six. around him. He's got six DNFs. And, and he's still eighth in points. Yeah, I just... Um, yeah. You know, if you These have... These trackers are records. Yeah, and I don't... You can't win a championship. I know he's won one already. You can get to the Final Four just by winning. But... You can DNF two of the three in a round and just that's win That's right, one. you can. Yeah, he's just got to prove to me that he can win more consistently. Hmm. Yeah. But the other thing is, like... How hard is it to? I know he's not repeating, but he's he's the last Chevy driver. He just won it two years ago. I mean, it doesn't look like like it seems like so far we're still not going to have another repeat winner. Nope. I mean, I don't think you'd call Logano the favorite at this point. I mean, they haven't. Mm-hmm. I mean, definitely not. Pinsky sucked. I think Cendric is hurting that team. I don't know. Uh, you know, Blaney is sort of. Um, you know, he's so lukewarm. He, I know he's won, but. <laughs> You just again, he, you don't feel like he's got that killer instinct, but and then Cendric is just, I think, underperformed. Uh, I don't know. It's it's a tough times over at Penske. Yeah, um, it's tough at Ford, and I don't think you'll see a Ford in the final four. Yeah, I mean, right now it'd be a Chevy, a Toyota, a Chevy, and who was the four? Uh, who's and a Chevy? It'd be three Chevys and a Toyota. Yep. So, and that means that Martin will win because last year. <laughs> Seemed like it was all set up with Hendrick to win it, and none of them did. Yep. Um, so, um, second question: We talked about this, or you were uh, referred to it uh, or alluded to it. Uh, Travis is: Should the Truck Series continue to race on road courses? And and this year they they're on uh, they're at Mid Ohio, and are they at the Glen? Nope. Just Mid Ohio is their only one. It's just that. It's just that. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Why not? I mean, yeah. I mean, to me, if you want to say that you're a well-rounded sport, well-rounded, yeah, sure. Yep. That, and I think if you've got a development driver, you want to see how he does mm-hmm. on road courses without having to put him in an Xfinity car. Certainly. Don't you? Certainly. Yes. I I'm gonna say no. I don't. I don't think it puts on compelling racing, and I. Ever what since, if you had it at a street course instead of a where? Oh lord! No, or not a street course, but a place that was easier to where you didn't have the runoff issue. Sonoma, for example, doesn't have near the gravel problem. Yeah, they raced probably. at Sonoma last year, and that race sucked. So, I, yeah, I um, I think you just put them on paved racetracks, and 
I mean, they're going to tear up enough equipment as it is. They're, you know, they're so young and they're inexperienced. I just, yeah. I think that you let the road course development start in the Xfinity series. Hmm. Maybe. 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 Yeah. And they can do SCCA or Trans Am or some other places on off weekends. There's enough off weekends in the truck series. Yeah. I mean, it's a fair point. I mean, I always enjoy the road courses because I love the strategy of the whole thing. But you're right. It is frustrating to have a caution every four laps. Um, and and the fact that um, this weekend, again, there was no strategy because there were no competitive pit stops. Yeah, that sucks. They got to fix that. I mean, to me, that's the bigger issue with these non-Cup Series dates is Mm -hmm. I know they're trying to keep costs down, but I mean, then don't run but one stage. Then don't even refuel the damn trucks. I mean, this is silly. Three-minute stage breaks, I don't care where you are. I mean, mean, what what are we? I mean, even ARCA does competitive pit stops. Come on. Come on. It's in the modified tour. I mean, if you want to... They took the competitive pit stops out of ARCA this year. Oh, they did this year, too? Yeah. That's a mistake. I agree. I mean, I guess I get it. They're 16 years old, some of them. But but I don't know. That's what makes half the racing fun. Otherwise, you know, if you can't gain and lose spots on pit road, that's another reason guys are so aggressive on restarts is because there's no other place to get positions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You can't, you can't use strategy on green flag pit stops to overcut or undercut a guy. You can't – I mean – I don't know. I think that's a real issue that NASCAR needs to come up with a fix to. I mean, geez. So what if they're 22nd pit stops? I wonder how much of it is, yes, it's cost control. Sure, that's what they're going to say. But I wonder if it's the fact that they don't want a bunch of 55-year-old guys pitting pitting trucks and it looks bad for the sport. I think it's the fact that they, you know, not only do they – do they not want to spend or can they not afford what however you want to say it to develop their own guys but uh, you know and i get it you got to pay for them to fly all out there but if it if it's a pit crew there's only five of them right well the issue with that is though like what if it rains and then they have to fly back and then you don't have a well th- but they're dedicated that's what i'm saying they're just dedicated truck guys yeah that's all they do I mean, that's the way it used to be 20 years ago, 10 years ago. Um, The reason that the Xfinity teams especially want is they want the performance from the cup guys. Yeah. It's not cost control. It's that they want a better quality pit crew member. Yeah. And, And the trucks will do the same. And so they, you know, those guys must be independent contractors with their teams, right? And, or they, or they, in their contracts with their main organization, have an ability to be contracted out. Yeah. To other organizations. I don't know. It's just, I think that's a bigger issue maybe than running on road courses is I get the Bristol dirt. I mean, I understand that one because that's a unique thing, but are we, are we running a big league motorsport or are we not? So let's talk about, uh, lastly on the segment segment, we're not going to review the race per se, but, uh, Chicago street course was the highest rated race on NBC in six years or five and a half years. Um, since the finale at Homestead in 2017, um, 4.5 million people watched. Uh, the You can't really say about the – I mean, there couldn't have been much worse weather no. that weekend. 
uh, I think tickets sold very well. I think my only complaint is that you didn't have a lot of regular NASCAR fans because standing room only tickets were two hundred fifty dollars a pop. Uh, grandstand seats I think started either three twenty five or three fifty, and that's just too much to pay. Uh, I know you got both days. I understand that, but you can go to both days at Martinsville or Bristol and not spend that much per ticket. Mm-hmm. So, um, uh, but if we talk about you know. The, the racing on track and the, 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 the seeming interest, the, the city of Chicago's frustration with the new, the new regime not wanting to do the next two years. Should they go back to the street course in Chicago? Uh, what were your thoughts about it? Uh, you know, we're just kind of open the door and see what, what you guys think. What, you, what, what, do you want, what thoughts you want to share? I was intrigued by it. It was better than I thought it would be. Um, I, would, I wouldn't mind going to see it. Not just for the racing, but for the experience of going to mm-hmm. Chicago and experience other things that Chicago has to offer. Uh, the journey getting there. Uh, we love our road trips. Um, yep. you know, but I'd want to see it from a from a bird's eye view, from a position where I could see more than just a what's you know, a couple of hundred feet in front of me. Um, yep. I would. I hope they go back because I think that they did a good enough job, uh, given the circumstances, to get another crack at it. And hopefully, I'd love to see how it comes together with good weather, with all the concerts, etc. I think NASCAR had a good plan. I think they did a good job, given the circumstances. So, I hope they at least get another, uh, one more chance at it. Maybe not a third year, but I'd love to see it a, a second year up there again and just and just see how it goes. Yeah. yeah what, what about you, Travis? Yeah, they, they need another shot. Uh, I think that, I mean... Chicago got like two months worth of rain in 24 hours. And, you know, the chances of that happening again are pretty slim to none, you know? And so do they need to start the race earlier? Yeah, probably. But I also understand the need, the want for the late start to try to get that primetime audience. I think that, I think that had a lot to do with their, the big numbers that they got. Um, I, if I was going, I would want to watch the race on that perch that Mike Bagley was on for NBC, yep. <laughs> where mm-hmm. you, you're Between you're facing turns one and six. Yeah, you're facing one direction and you're calling yep. turn one, and then you turn around and they're in turn six, and I think that and, was the coolest shot. Yeah, especially if you want close ups of Noah Gragson's car. <laughs> yes. Um, Since I think he went in that tire barrier four different times. But they definitely accomplished what they set out to do. They brought the race to the people instead of the people having to go to the race. And, yeah. you know, I, I, I know that there were fans that were bummed out that the concerts didn't happen. Um, but, you know... That kind of thing happens, and it seems like the city of Chicago and NASCAR weren't exactly on the same page as far as their weather policies. Uh, so I think that was I think that was part of the problem. Um, yeah, they they they'll figure some of that out. They will, and they learned a lot, and they're going to make changes if given the an, another chance. I do think you might see it on a slightly later weekend next year uh, because a lot of the consternation from the locals was that 4th of July weekend is Taste of Chicago. 
That's right. There was something they couldn't really push back. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I think it was a proof of concept, and I agree that the weather didn't help them, but I think that they that they demonstrated that they can pull off a street race. Yeah. Uh, if you think about what NASCAR's done in the last 16 months, they've raced inside a stadium. They've, they've um, raced, they brought a track back to life, and they've raced on a street course. And I think, love it or hate it, Ben Kennedy's trying to do what he can to make the sport relevant, both to the people who have historic you know, and, and lifelong passion for the sport like we do and potentially newer fans. I think what's interesting about the street course and I, and I wonder, I, I, you know, they only had, if you notice those concrete barriers looked exactly like the ones for IndyCar and formula one. I wonder if it means that not next year, but in future years, let's say three to five year window, do you see, you know, a Toronto or do you see a Miami or a Las Vegas happening not the weekend of the Indy or F1 race, but the following weekend or a night race the week. Like what if they had a NASCAR race the Wednesday night before the Formula One race on Saturday? Ooh, How cool that would, would that be? be? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that would be that would be Or cool. if they had a NASCAR race the weekend on Friday night before the Indy Molson Toronto on Sunday. You know, I think it gives them some flexibility to say can we do things and can we go to major markets that don't have an oval track? Again, Toronto, Vegas, Miami, New York might be a challenge. I mean, I, I think you'd love to race on Manhattan, but I mean, how the hell are you going to do that? Mm -hmm. um, but, but I think, it, I think proof of concept, well done. I think NASCAR made the best of a terrible situation. I thought the racing, as I as said, was much better than expected. Um, the passing, who knows what it would be in the dry. Uh, but I'll tell you, it wasn't any, it, it was more interesting than Sonoma. Yeah. <laughs> to, I mean, to be honest, um, you know, and, and so I, I think we'll be interested to see, I mean, if Chicago doesn't want to do it for the next two years, they owe NASCAR two years worth of money. Mm -hmm. So it will be interesting when the schedule comes out to see if that's a hold date or an open date or what. Um, all right, let's uh, move on. Cause I think we're coming up on. Uh, how many? How how far are we in there, Michael? About oh, about 40, 40, about forty minutes. Okay, good. So we're not too bad. Yeah, we're doing all right. Doing all right. Truck series um, off this weekend, but uh, New Hampshire uh, is for the Xfinity and the Cup guys. Um, who wants to go first with Xfinity picks for New Hampshire? Yeah. All right, Algar. Yeah, he's got a pretty good finish there, right? Finishes uh, like one and a half average finish, something like that. Yeah, yeah there's pretty well there. Uh, eight races, six top tens. Justin Oof. Algar. Algar. Andrew, who you got? I'm going to go with a guy. He didn't have a good finish last week, but a guy who runs decent there. Uh, I think he's got the third or best, third or fourth best average finish of the Xfinity regular guys. And he's a guy that I just think you're going to have to figure out how to beat him for a championship, and that's Austin Hill. That's not a bad pick. Um, I'm debating between two, and I, I Creed. No. Um, oh, really? No, okay. No. Uh, John Hunter. No. I. I. Good. You know what? <laughs> the lobster. The lobster's going to win. No, I'm going to go. I believe that Josh Berry. Is going to oh. get his first win of the year. Who were you debating other? 
Cole Custer. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, he's pretty. He's pretty. Uh, pretty hot right now. He is. All right. What about Cup? Who wants to start? I'll you want me to start? Go ahead. You go, you go ahead and start. Go ahead, Travis. All right. I'm going to take the obvious pick. Uh, Christopher Bell. Yeah. Yeah. Way to wow. pick that fruit up off the ground. Why is that obvious? He's won the last two hmm. there. Maybe three. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. And he doesn't have a win yet this year. He's not going to win. So he needs a win to get into the playoffs. I think this is as good a chance as any. Okay, go ahead, Michael. Who'd you pick? Who'd you pick? Oh. You go ahead. So I am taking the guy that has the best average finish there in the last few races, all top tens with a win. I'm going to go to the store. Maybe the Shop and Save will have fresh crow, and uh, I'll bake it into a pie and force feed it down Travis's throat because I'm picking the six to win. That's bold. Well, he's yep. last 10 races, seven top tens. I mean, That's bold. He's led 256 laps. And, and he knows how to get around that place. Yeah. So Okay. I mean, I don't know. My Ford sucked this year, but... Uh, you going to uh, go Harvick? Harvick's got to win somewhere. He's got, three, yeah. he's got three wins there in the last 10 races. Um, so I think I'll go with Ryan Blaney. <laughs> oh, that's wonderful. No, that's wonderful. I, uh, I guess, I guess Harvick, uh, Hamlin won there last year, right? Or a couple years ago, and Eric yeah. Almarola's won there. When I think of pictures of men with lobsters, those two come to mind. Because um, yeah. Denny's allergic to shellfish, I think, and Eric, I think, picked up and grabbed it and hugged it or something. I, I don't yeah. know what it was. Part of me, something interesting about that. Part of me wants to see Denny win just because I know he's scared to death of lobsters. You like to see him in compromising, dangerous situations, don't you? Not dangerous, just compromising. Oh, my, my, oh hello. My hello. coworker, my coworkers actually I think told I, me. I think I know where that car is. My my coworkers actually <laughs> told me that today. One of them said, "You like to put people in compromising positions," oh, As, my, and I said, I, "No, I just like to excuse me. I just like to." Help them experience things they've never experienced. Oh my before. god! Oh, what the hell He's just in the happened? Room again. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness! What's going on at the library? Any bang bang shrimp? Chicken? No, no, no. All right. Uh, are we done? <laughs> uh, no, we got to do our green white check. Okay. Oh my right. gosh! Let's do some trivia. Oh, uh, what about competitive eating? I, I've got I looked up some things because we had Joey Chestnut won again. Again on July the fourth, after He's he got, after he said he wanted, then weren't they going to try to cancel it because of weather? Yeah. yeah, he said no. Let's go. Let's do it. And he sixty two hot off. dogs, and I think he was disappointed with that number. Yeah, because his record is seventy six, and he yep. he wanted to break that. Did you all see? He owns holds several other records. Um, he has oh gosh, well um, let's see some some nasty ones here that a lot of people may not know. I didn't know Joey Chestnut holds the record. For hard-boiled eggs. Travis, how many uh, hard-boiled eggs do you think Joey Chestnut has eaten in eight minutes? It's a world record. Eight minutes. Eight minutes hard-boiled eggs. I'm going to yep. say 35. Uh, Andrew, how many hard-boiled eggs in eight minutes for Joey Chestnut? All right, can I ask this question? How yes. long is the hot dog eating contest? Ten minutes. Ten minutes. And he eats 70? He ate 62 yeah, this time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I know, but the record, I'm going to say he ate 65 hard-boiled eggs. Oh, my, oh my gosh. gosh. You're not even halfway there. 141. 
Oh, my I don't even know how you get that in your oh, stomach. How do you put that? I mean, that's that's insane, isn't oh. it? You just swallow them whole. That's yeah, 141. Have you have y'all ever seen uh, Cool Hand Luke? Yeah, where uh, it's uh, Robert. Uh, uh, yeah, not Robert Redford, but um, uh, Newman, Paul Newman. He have you ever seen that movie, Andrew? Cool Hand yes, Luke. Yes, but it has been a long. Anyway, time. it's like 50, I think, right? 50 or something, 40, so anyway. Yeah. 141. Uh, 141. Yeah, that's that's uh, that's amazing. That'll turn right. your stomach inside um, out. Joey Chestnut also holds the record for, and I'm not sure even why this is a contest, but <laughs> in 10 minutes eating the most, uh, the the highest number of deep fried asparagus spears. Ew. And he did this Ugh. at the Stockton <laughs> Asparagus Festival. Oh my God. 12 pounds... Eight point seven pounds of deep in ten minutes. All right, so here we go. Watermelon. Speaking of Ross Chastain, all right. This record is held by Buffalo Jim Reeves. So in fifteen minutes, uh, Travis, what do you think is the world record amount of watermelon in pounds in fifteen minutes? How many pounds of watermelon did Buffalo Jim Reeves consume in fifteen minutes, Travis? Thirty. Andrew. Thirty pounds. You said. That's, that's what, what I he said. said. In fifteen minutes, yeah. Watermelon. Now, now you're just talking about the the pull, not the rind. The weight's I, in the I, rind. One would assume. I would think that rind would hurt coming so, out. Let's hope it's just pulp. Even if it's fickle. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Makes it a little softer. Uh, I'm gonna say eight pounds because I, I don't. I, here's what I mean. Now, is it? Do they count what he? Is that what he actually ate, or they measured out X amount of watermelons that he ate? He just said, I, I don't know. I'm not sure of the specifics, but it was happening at the Brookville Community Picnic. So I assume it's just probably. Brookdale, a, he's setting world records at community yeah. picnics. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to say 10 pounds. I don't know. 13.2. Uh, 13.2 okay. pounds. Yes. Yeah, so okay. you weren't far off. All right. Let's see. My goodness. Okay. Mayonnaise. <laughs> oh no okay let's go joey chestnut again pulled pork sandwiches joey chestnut holds the world record for pulled pork sandwiches now i don't know how big they are but in 10 minutes uh he ate how many travis in 10 minutes pulled pork sandwiches let's assume it's just a, a regular average size hamburger bun with some pork on it i'm gonna say 40 oh you're in the ballpark sir yeah i was gonna travis, i was gonna say i mean andrew I'm, yeah i'd say like 47 Forty-five. Okay. Forty-five. Oh, all right. Forty-five. All right. So there's our three: our green, white, and throw up. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Are you on a yeah. few trivia questions? Sure. Let's just do a card. Let's do one. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. 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 All right. Reach down into the box there. I did. I. I Travis's box. I pull. I, I reach down in it, and let's okay. see. Okay. All right. Be gentle. Who's, mm. uh, what make? Uh, I don't know this. Let's see. Did, 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 did. Oh well, we I think we were talking about Banjo Matthews earlier, right? Yeah. What is okay. do we know what what is Banjo Banjo Matthews' real first name? Uh, Travis, do you know? Are there choices? Because I don't know. Ah, uh, there's not. Uh, let's see. Is it Carl? Is it Stephen? Is it Ralph? Or is it Edwin? I think it's Carl. Andrew. Ralph. Ralph. It is Edwin. Oh. Edwin. Edwin. <laughs> I would have gone with. <laughs> It is banjo Edwin. also. All right. Is that good? We want another one? You're good. No? Oh, uh, the whole one card? more. I, mean, I right, usually one. do the whole card. Yeah. I, 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 let, me, let me pull something out here. Excuse me while I whip this out. What movie was that from? Blazing Saddles. You're right. You're it right. Was. Good job, everybody. That's right. Good I was job. trying to remember. Yeah. 
All right, let's see. Hmm. I didn't. I didn't know Marty Robbins was a singer. Yeah, and a yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. It was where in the eighties. Where did country and western singer Marty Robbins make his last Winston Cup start? Was it Charlotte, Nashville, or Atlanta? I, I'm going to say Nashville because that just. Makes I'm going to say it was Atlanta because it was the end of the season. I Travis? think it was. I think it was Charlotte. I'll just. It was Atlanta in 1982, okay. and he died a month later. Hmm, interesting. I don't think the two things are related, but uh, all right, here, let's, let's go one more. Uh, a Hall of Fame nominees, another one. True or false, Donnie Allison drove twice in the Indy 500 and finished fourth and sixth. Is that true or false, Travis? That's true. Uh, Andrew? I'm going to say true. That is true. Yeah. How about that? Yeah. That's how about, that's a that's a heck of a that's a heck of a thing. All right. Um oh, let's just do Banj- by the way, Banjo Matthews was called Banjo because he had thick glasses that in grade school people thought looked like a banjo. I don't know that I've ever looked at a pair <laughs> of glasses and thought I've never played a pair of glasses before and had banjo. But that's music uh right. that's apparently where it came from. Right. That's, so. that's good to know. All right. Let's see. What is the who is the only driver to win in a Pontiac at Talladega? And this is a Hall of Fame driver. Benny Parsons. Travis Pontiac at Talladega. Only driver. I uh, Jared, uh, uh shoot Tony Stewart. Richard Petty in 1983. Oh, wow. There we go. Mm. All right. All right. That's enough. I've I've had enough. That is. Yeah. I, well, I want to sh- night, I wanna give one, one more shout out. Uh, this past week, we were down in Cartersville, Georgia, uh, for a baseball tournament for my son. Cartersville is about 25, 30 miles northwest of Atlanta. So I bring that up because we were close. Cartersville is a lovely place. If you are ever up, in the up Atlanta. 75 towards up 75, yep, yep. Uh, towards Chattanooga. Marietta. Um, up that way, yes. G- gorgeous little downtown, little shops, restaurants. We had a place called. Jefferson's twice. Uh, my my buddy, a longtime friend, Rich Foster. They live yeah. in Ackworth. Uh, we actually met them for dinner in, in Jefferson one night, and actually ended up eating there uh, twice. And we found a good barbecue place. I believe it was Fired Up Barbecue in Cartersville. A great little ice cream joint, coconuts. Um, just a really cool town. A very nice laundromat. With some ladies in there who were bilingual. My daughter, who is learning Spanish, tried to ask them a question in Spanish, and she said, uh, "Young lady, I speak English." <laughs> uh. So it was great. But anyway, they actually had a little conversation in Spanish. So I really enjoyed Cartersville. Got a railroad track that runs right through it. Uh, beautiful town. Lots of cool things to. Um, they have these uh, a car museum, a car museum in Cartersville. They have a science museum. And a Western art museum. And it's all owned by this guy who lives in town who's a billionaire and just likes those three things. He likes cars, Western art, and science. So he opened up three museums in Cartersville. Well, that's exciting. Yeah. Interesting. So, yeah. Had okay. a great time in Cartersville. Want to give that town a, a shout out. So that's it for me. Thank you. Awesome. Okay. Awesome. All right. Well, make sure, I guess, everybody listens to... Uh yeah, listens rambling to our, about racing. Our rambling partner. about racing partners right. and yep, uh, listens to them next week. And we'll be back in a couple weeks. What's in two weeks? Uh, so, so next week will be uh, New Hampshire. And, and then, then we will review what's after that. Pocono. Pocono. Right, the tricky triangle. Yeah. And then we will preview. It used to be Indy. What's that? Richmond. Richmond. 
Okay. Actually, right, Richmond good. and uh, the Xfinity Series that weekend will be at Road America. Oh, yeah. I love that place. Yeah. That's a great place. I'm yeah. glad there's something right. on there. That's good. All so, right. All right. Walk us on out the door, Travi. Well, enjoy the racing this weekend. Stay cool. I am uh, going to go down to the ATL and watch the Braves, Braves? with the Ooh. best record in baseball. Battle the White Sox for a couple of days and uh, enjoy the rest of your vacation down there, Andrew. Yeah, Will enjoy do. the rest Will of do. your vacation. I know you've got some some excite exciting activities coming up. Uh, when you come back, and uh, we'll be back together in studio in a couple of weeks. But until yes, then, uh, be safe, everybody. Stay cool and enjoy the racing. He's going to try to slide